Welcome, everybody, to the Tea with Miss McGill show, fueled by Blue Line Brews. Appreciate y'all being here. Uh, you want some free coffee? We got some free coffee for you. So if you'd like some free coffee, what we need you to do is go to the Blue Line Brews Facebook page. There's going to be a drawing on all you have to do, and you'll see kind of what's going on there when you get to the web page or, or to the Facebook page. All I want you to do is, is go in and comment First name only, preferably, because they're in law enforcement. Just comment on what you're thankful for about said officer. Okay, just be a quick line. Just nominate the officer by just like saying something you're thankful about. And they're going to do a drawing here. It's Wednesday before Thanksgiving on Black Friday. Just a couple of days, they're going to do a drawing. And if you know, you're drawn or your officer's drawn, you're also going to get free coffee. So the officer gets free coffee. You get free coffee. And we've talked about Blue Line Brews right behind us here. Coffee with a purpose. Uh, great coffee. And then 10% of the proceeds go back to the men and women in the uniform who have either fallen, their family, if in the case of a, a fallen officer, go back to their families. In the case of an injured officer, it goes you know, to the, he, he or she and the family. So uh, like I said, coffee with a purpose. I've been you know, great supporters of us. So we just really want to thank them. I am Puka, star of the show. Reed Larson here to kick off another week. And uh, we'll start where it's hot, Packers-Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have this conversation, Puka. Uh, I got, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little scared going into that game. Uh, as a diehard Vikings fan, and uh, I've got a lot of Packer people around in the area that uh, always like to talk smack about how many uh, Stan or Stanley Cups, how many Super Bowl championships they have, and uh, – and how many of the Vikings don't. Sure. Uh, it's sometimes, Puka, it's tough to be a Minnesota sports fan, but we're going to keep going. We're going to keep grinding. I was terrified in that game, to be honest with you. It came down to the last second. Yeah, yeah, it did. I, and and uh, like I was, I was telling you in the, in the, the you call it the, the pre, what did you call it last week? The pre, the pre show. The pre show. Yeah, the pre show uh, chitter chatter. Yeah, the pre show chitter chatter. Yeah. Uh, you know, just those, you know, and it ended up being not as consequential but those 50 some yard field goals by each team. It's like, you know, back in our day, you didn't get a 50 yard field goal. And just, no. you know, and just that game, you know, all of it, you know, game of inches, all the parody and such, but yeah, definitely an exciting weekend for uh, the Minnesota faithful. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, first loss in the division for the Packers this year, I believe, right. Is that what they I said? believe so? Yeah, I believe I, so. I, yeah. It, it was pretty interesting to watch and it's been kind of the, uh, the Achilles heel, I suppose, so to speak for the Vikings all year long. And ironically, it's a field goal that wins the game at the end of the game. And as we're sitting down at the end, we're thinking this is this, we got trouble. There's trouble. A uh, couple of long field goals that were made during the game, like you said, but then there was a missed extra point, a uh, missed field goal by Mason Crosby, who could be one of the best kickers of all time uh, for the Packers. And, and then of course we got, <laughs> our kicker yeah and then and then, there, and, and then and the, the, like I said the penalty at the end yeah. there we thought it was an interception yeah there was All a the pass you needed there was a pass that was thrown and I'm thinking what we got to keep grinding what are we trying to go deep for and next thing you know bang we go we go deep and it's picked off 
uh, and it goes off to commercial break and boom, we come back and it's, oh, it's been ruled an incomplete pass and I'm doing backflips <laughs> in my living room going, yes, we're back in, we're ready to go. Uh, of course, all the Packer fans, i.e. buddies like Coach Sponner, yeah. are sending notes like, what the heck's going on? The referees ripped us off again, Packer fans. And so we're, we're seeing that happen and I'm thinking, okay, now we're in the driver's seat. Just keep grinding the, the clock down, keep running the clock, get yourself, inch yourself closer and closer score the touchdown because God knows if we get this on the foot of the kicker for the Vikings, we might be in big trouble. And sure enough, they run the clock down. And I'm yeah, thinking we've yeah. got two plays left, just throw it in or run it in. I don't care what, give it to cook. I don't yeah. care, get it in there. But then he decides he's going to run it down. He's going to kick it. I'm going, Oh my gosh, we could miss this. We couldn't. And boom, he makes it. And it's all over. So ironically, uh, the area that's been some of the worst over the course of the last couple of years was the one that won it uh, for the Vikings. It was the kicking game at the very end. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, speaking of pro sports, uh, Iron Rangers very own, Hibbing's very own, Scotty Perunovich made his debut uh, first game last week, last Tuesday for the St. Louis Blues, and then last Thursday recorded his first point for the Blues. So I just wanted to give a quick, quick shout out to Scotty. Congratulations on that. And then kind of on a sadder tone, uh, you know, news kind of breaking this morning about uh, goalie Zach Sasko from Cohasset, played for Grand Rapids here. He was on the state championship team, right? Yep, yep to the goalie. 2017 champion. Yep. And then, uh, you know, of course, plays for the OD Bulldogs, uh, fighting some cancer, undergoing chemotherapy. Uh, what do you got there? Yeah, this is, it's kind of been under wraps here for, and I guess I've known about it for uh, about a week, I guess, so to speak, and just asking questions from people that I know in the community. And it's been under wraps uh, since the beginning of the season. Obviously, they don't give that information out until the family or the athlete is ready to share their medical information with the public. Obviously, it's data privacy things. They, they keep that under wraps. Uh, but it was stated early in the season that it's a lower body injury. Um, and then just a couple of days ago, they, they come out and say that he's battling cancer. So, um, He's had surgery done. He's going through some chemotherapy and he's got a community of hockey behind him. The entire community of Duluth and UMD, obviously his home here in Grand Rapids and Cohasset um, and, and all of his buddies around uh, the world of hockey, whether that be the USHL or the, the North American Hockey League where he played in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, um, and anybody that has known the Stasco family here is everybody's praying and, and knowing that he's actually doing really well right now with it. And he says in his tweet yesterday that I will be playing again this year. Oh, perfect. So can't ask for anything better. Yep. So yeah. Awesome. All right. Let's, we'll turn it down now, but more local, we're going to do a little preview of some of the IR, IRC teams here and, and, or just teams up North, I should maybe say, uh, obviously we're getting into some games here already this weekend. So tis, tis the season. And we'll start out with, I guess new, new, new is, is the one word that comes is to mind. Rock Ridge, the Rock Ridge Wolverines, uh, first time program. You got new head coach, um, new arena. Uh, you've got Cherry, Mountain Iron, Wasabi East, Eveleth, Virginia. That's a lot of schools to melt. <laughs> yeah, I and and you named a few that I didn't really even know for sure if they're part of that co-op or not. And technically, they could have if there were any Cook players. That's where they play, but there are no sure. players. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I, the only ones that I knew for a hundred percent, and of course I'm, I'll state this with pride. I was a head hockey coach in Virginia for seven years and I loved my experience. I was obviously happy to come home to Grand Rapids to be here with my family and, and be part of this hockey program, but still very proud to have been a blue devil for seven years. And, uh, 
this is new. It's, it's uncharted territory for the people in the area. Um, you know, you got the combination of Evelyn Gilbert and Virginia. Of course, there's a couple of the other smaller communities like Masabi East and some of the other ones that are there in Cherry. Uh, but ultimately, these, these two big rivals that have been battling nose to nose for decades are now combining. And, and to be honest with you, uh, from what I hear from the coaching staff and the people in the community, the kids are 100% for it. They're all in, they're excited to be combined and to be competitive in the area. Um, it's sometimes the struggle is more of the elderly that yeah. just have a hard time giving up that pride. And we all kind of understand that pride. I mean, you, you know, you've got the, the years of back before even when Eveleth and Gilbert uh, were rivals right. and then there was still some oh we don't we're not going to join Gilbert and and we will never call this a program it was always better to be you know the Eveleth with the maroon and gold not the Eveleth black and gold yes. which is what they brought in with Gilbert right. so it's there's still that that's yeah. there too um, <laughs> but now the kids like I said the kids are the ones that are that are really driving that force and, and they've got a, a phenomenal staff that's there. Yeah. Yeah. So head coach, Ben Johnson guy, I know a little bit about play actually played some men's league hockey uh, with him. So, you know, he said, first time coach, uh, bring her back three leave as one of the assistants. So, you know, got some, someone to kind of carry the torch as far as what's gone on there. Uh, big thing. Kanga's coming back in nets. Yeah. So just a little bit on the coaching staff uh, and we'll touch, touch base on some of the players that they've got over there too. But yeah, like you said, Ben Johnson has been around the game for a long time. A former Duluth East graduate, uh, he's been in the deaf and hard of hearing Olympic games before uh, a top notch hockey player played in the Western hockey league. Um, he's a phenomenal coach. He spent years as a head coach up in Ely. Uh, he, he's had businesses that he's ran out of there, heavy metal hockey and things yeah. like that, that he's ran out of Ely um, and just, you know, waiting for the next opportunity and, and was glad to do what he could in Ely and be happy about it. But uh, when this opportunity opened up for him, he was excited to apply and, and, uh, from what I hear, the people that were in the area making the decision, it was a no-brainer decision to, to hire Ben Johnson on. And Ben is a personal friend. He's a, he's a, I've known him a long time, and, and I know him as a very good and developmental players coach. Um, yeah, you mentioned Evan Friedlieb. He's going to be an assistant coach as well as a, a JV coach that's there too. And then one of my former assistants that was uh, there when I was coaching, Ryan Kobe, will also be a varsity assistant coach. Um, and all of these guys uh, I think of as especially with uh, – you know, with Colby and Friedlieb's coaching me for a bunch of years. Of course, Strooks was there with me as well. Um, these guys are all like brothers to me. So it's, it's phenomenal to see them taking that program to the next level. And I'm excited to see what Rock Ridge is going to do. Yeah. And you mentioned the WHL and, you know, we, sometimes we get a little sheltered up here with high school hockey and you move on to college, check out the WHL, especially high school athletes or even younger that are listening. You might've heard of a guy, just a little guy named Dustin Bufflin from Roseau. <laughs> he played in the WHL. Yeah, so that's where Ben Johnson played yep. and the WHL's real deal hockey. All right. So yeah, get into the players. Uh, like I said, you know, probably one of their biggest assets, just getting Kangas back senior goalie. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because we see that first week of practice and you know, you and I had our, our first podcast here uh, last week, just talking about the first couple of days. And of course, you know, Rock Ridge has had nothing but video cameras from all the local um, new stations of all around the twin ports and popping in and out of uh, the iron trail motors arena there, the new rink. Yeah. Um, and one of the things they mentioned was at that tryout, they had seven goalies trying out for that camp um, <laughs> and coming out of that, I'll tell you what, that's sure is nice. I'm sure over there to have that kind of depth at the goaltending position. 
Um, but no surprise that coming out of that mix as the favored and number one goalie here, likely to start here this weekend for their first games is going to be Ian Kangas. And that's a no brainer. He was a phenomenal net miner uh, between the pipes for Virginia blue devils last year. Uh, he's likely going to be the guy to get the, the go ahead, but uh, believe me, you, there's going to be opportunities there because uh, there's other goalies in the area too, that want to crack at it. But Ian Kangas will be the guy. Basically it's his net to lose to start with. Yeah, sure, sure. And we got trout line on defense. Yeah, we've, we've got uh, there's a couple trout lines in the yeah, program well, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, obviously the leader of the team with trout line there uh, in Eveleth, Eveleth name. But of course, now we can't say Eveleth, Virginia anymore. We can say Rock Ridge. And these guys are joined. And it's, it's really awesome to see uh, some of these names actually playing together. Uh, for a season rather than, okay, we're going to get together for a weekend festival for high performance, or we're going to play for the, you know, iron range, triple a team with these guys. Now you're playing high school hockey. So when you hear names, uh, you know, like Troutline on the same, uh, same hockey team as guys like Headley and things of that nature, you got some of these in Rudabush and some of these guys that are coming back. We do you see what happens with, with that program. I'm, I'm really excited to see Rock Ridge and what they can do with not only their depth, but the talent combined between right. Golden Bear hockey and Blue Devil hockey. It's just going to be phenomenal to see what they can put together. And, and I can't think of a better coach or coaching staff to be able to try and mix that for the first time. Yeah, depth is the kind of the one word that comes to mind with this team. Now, how much of it, like I said, kind of at the top here, the issues, you know, new coach, new rink, new program, just lots of news. You think they'll have effect, any effect, or maybe at the beginning a little, or I mean, you, you coach for many years, or you think it's just water under the bridge? Well, I think it's an opportunity to start fresh, right? Uh, I think uh, part of this, and this is just obviously just things that I hear through the grapevine from people that I still know and talk to over in the area is that it's, it was going to be really difficult to hire a coach um, that was an Eveleth guy or a Virginia guy. Um, they're really, we're trying to open this up to bring somebody in that was neutral. And uh, obviously you've got two guys that have been in the Virginia program with coach Colby and coach Friedlieb, um, but bringing in the head guy uh, who had no stake in the game, right. uh, whether it be Virginia or Evelyn Gilbert, he's coming from Ely and he's ready to come in. And obviously your two assistants are, are former Virginia guys, but the guy that's leading the pack is somebody that came from out. And I think that was a really effort, a big effort in the hiring committee to at least try to bring in a fresh start. And I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah, I think that was a really good idea. There, there was wisdom in that decision. All yep, right. for sure. Any more, anything more on Rock Ridge? Uh, no, I, like, like we said, I think the excitement is in the air. It's they're in a new rink. They've got a new staff and a new team and it's going to be fun to watch. All right. Got a new partner, Iron Range Apparel. So like I said, we're recording on Wednesday, Friday, Black Friday. Iron Range Apparel, Thunderbird Mall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe you're yeah. signaling for me. I, I did something wrong. So Iron Range Apparel, Thunderbird Mall, Black Friday open at 6 a.m. Guys, this is the store you want to be at, all right, because you can get a little something for the whole family. So and it's, it's locally owned, uh, uh, Richter's hockey family. They have all kinds of T-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, obviously, uh, and then all kinds of, like, unique specialty gifts that are made locally, all kinds of crafts. I saw some, some local made chocolates there. They're exclusive to the ODR line, the outdoor rink line. So like I said, you can find something for your daughter, something for your son, something for your wife, Black Friday specials going right through the weekend. So Iron Ranger Pale, like I said, in the Thunderbird Mall open at 6 a.m. for Black Friday. All right. So let's move uh, a little further. Um, I guess it'd be south and west down the road to Hibbing, Chisholm. 
uh, the defending IRC champs, second year for Coach Rewards and his staff. I know you guys got a game coming up right out of the shoot with them. Uh, what do you got on Hibbing? Well, Hibbing, obviously, they, uh, they, they completed the season last year, like you said, as the Iron Range Conference champions. Um, I don't care what anybody tells you when it comes to the Iron Range Conference. There's a whole heck of a lot of, of old bad blood between teams that go back and rivalries. There may only be four or five teams left in that, but it's, it, there's always still some pride of being able to raise an Iron Range Championship trophy. And that's pretty cool for Reworks to be able to do in his first year. Uh, last year, going into his, his second year now, he's, he's been acclimated uh, as a high school coach. He's been able to put his systems in. He's got a whole year of, of getting to know athletes and players that he's got there. Um, it, and it's just an opportunity for Coach Reworks to be able to continue to instill the culture that he wants to, uh, to put in to, to play Blue Jacket hockey. And uh, obviously, uh, I don't have to tell you the kind of pride that uh, the Hibbing and Chisholm communities have for their hockey program as Puka was, was from that area and can give us a lot of uh, information on that stuff. Oh yeah. It was just, it was fantastic, you know, fantastic playing every game and, or even practicing every day at the Memorial building. It was, it was always night 40 below outside and it's 50 degrees in the Memorial building. Love it. And, and just, it was fantastic. Uh, so Hibbing returning both goalies, our Radovich will be a senior Boyer will be a junior. Obviously that bodes well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I remember, uh, you know, last year calling games with Bob Cohn uh, when, when we were doing our My Nine games. I remember us talking a lot about which goalie are they going to play tonight? They've got the opportunity to play one or the other. And uh, that's a really, really good problem to have. You know, sometimes as a coach, you're sitting in there, you know, pulling, the, pulling your hair out thinking, who am I going to play tonight? I don't know who I'm going to start. Somebody's going to be happy. I'll tell you what, you'd rather be sitting there trying to make a decision between two good goalies than going, ah, uh, this is my only option it's not a very good option so uh when you got two good goalies that's a good problem to have and that's good stress that you have when it comes to making a decision coach rewards and you got two good goalies there uh, i know i've talked to people over there uh in the goaltending community and they're both uh all of these people that talk about uh goaltenders like coach weber and some of these guys that are working with goalies that are over there uh real excited about their goaltending yeah, I'm talking to some of the parents. It seems like the only issue they might have is scoring. They just don't – there's nobody that jumps off the sheet and says, okay, this guy can get you 15 or 20 this year. Um, if that ends up being the case, do you got any – how do you solve for that? Or do you – I mean, obviously, like so we got the goalies, so that, that could you know, play well. Maybe you can win a lot of games, three to two or three to one. But do you, do you have any ideas just off the cuff here? Because we didn't talk about this during the, 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 the pre – what you call it again? <laughs> the pre-show pre pre-show, chatter. The pre-show. Yeah. Uh, you know, how, how do you kind of overcome maybe some of that if that ends up being a factor? Well, there's not a whole heck of a lot you can do about not being able to score goals right now in November. I mean, this is, a, I'm sure, conversations that Coach Rewerts and his staff had, uh, you know, last year after the season, who he's got coming back, what he had coming from Bantams, what the JV squad had last year. There's probably things that needed to be investigated over the summer to try and figure out what kind of skills need to be you know, polished up before the season starts. Um, but basically you got what you got here for probably the next two, maybe even three years. Uh, and now you have to really start to instill some offensive skill development at youth hockey. You better start dipping into, you know, the squirt level. You better start dipping into the Pee Wee Bantam level. And I can tell you what right now, if Coach Rewerts wants to stick around, he's going to have some success because that state Pee Wee championship team last year has some amazing hockey players on it. And, and if there's an investment in that program, those uh, the Pee Wee state championship team has got some very, very talented hockey players on it. And of course, Coach, 
uh, course, Coach Iozo is coaching that team, and and he does a great job developing players. So hang in there for a little while. I know uh, maybe it right off the cuff, you're probably going to have to really um, buy into and sell a defensive style of hockey to these guys. Win games one to nothing. Win games two to one, uh, take pride in physical play, take pride in taking away opportunities and, you know, play hard nose hockey, go to the net hard. Maybe you don't have the opportunity to, you know, to get the snipe goals or the really pretty goals, but I'll tell you what, the puck goes in sometimes just by driving it into the net. So they don't ask how Puka, they ask how many. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. And that peewee team, uh, I've got a nephew playing for coach Iozo and coach Hanningman and, and uh, yeah, last year they definitely <laughs> Scoring goals was not an issue in that peewee team. Well, they actually lost for the first time since January of last year. Uh, I guess they lost an overtime game last week against East Grand. But anyway, I digress, but scoring not an issue there. Okay, speaking of scoring, we're going to move up to International Falls where the scoring leader of the IRC last year, Brady Wickland, departs International Falls. So a big hole to fill, obviously, right out of the gates up there for uh, Coach Baldwin. Yeah, it's it, it's going to be a bit of a struggle. And you know, I, I hope that the investment for Coach Baldwin is going to be there uh, to be able to be in it for the long haul. I know these are, are tough times with numbers, um, but your investment into those athletes there and your passion for the game uh, and your love for, uh, for Bronco hockey has got to continue to be invested into that youth hockey to get the numbers back up. Uh, you know, obviously, when you graduate, um, have the departure of, of a high level hockey player that scored a lot of points for you. It's going to be hard on the program. Um, and right now I know that the depth isn't there. They've got low numbers. I couldn't give you an exact number, but I know that just in conversations with people from the iron range that that moment they're struggling at putting a JV squad together. So that that's difficult on a program, but now is the time if, if somebody's really invested where, like we said with Hibbing, you really got to dig into that youth hockey and get kids excited about coming out because it's numbers and development of skill. That's going to start to bring things within the next five to six years. Yeah. I heard the same thing. Numbers are an issue up there, but yeah, 28 points for uh, Mr. Wickland last year. All right. Ring Sports Bar. Talked a little bit about them last week. Uh, just a good golf swing like Reed has down from the Hockey Hall of Fame right across, uh, just down from uh, Hockey Hall of Fame, right on Highway 53. Some of you may have known it as the Rustic Rock, so now it's the Ring Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, daily happy hour, nightly specials, Friday fish fry. You're shopping all day on Black Friday. Head over to the rink. Fish get, fry. Get, get your fish fry. Oh. Take care of you. Um, you can order online, the ring sports bar and grill dot. We'll have that in the show links below. Uh, you can you know, go right over order online and then also be watching holidays are upon us. They're going to do their holiday gift card special where they haven't exactly worked out the numbers, but you, you know, you'll pay like 25 and get 25 or excuse me, pay 20 and get $25 worth of cars. They haven't worked out the exact numbers yet, but of course we will have that for you when that happens. Or like I said, you can jump online any day and uh, you know, catch that gift card special. So 218-248-8582, the Ring Sports Bar in Eveleth, just a stone's throw down from Hockey Hall. So I like the first response about a, neat, a nice golf swing, <laughs> but uh, anybody that from that area that's ever golfed with me over there, whether it be at the Virginia Golf Course or over at the Eveleth Golf Course, would know that if I'm teeing the ball up from the Hockey Hall of Fame, it isn't hitting the rink bar and grill. It's downhill. No, mine is probably <laughs> going to get hooked across the highway and oh, hit the Super 8. Okay, okay. it's, it's so, the college. Okay. Yeah, uh, either the college or the Super 8, one or the other. Uh, but uh, yeah, a great place to, to get a burger and whatever else there. The rink bar and grill is an awesome place to go. Yeah, they're great. All kinds of hockey uh, you know, artifacts and paraphernalia and that kind of stuff in there. All right, let's move on to a couple of double-A programs. Let's start with Duluth East. 
new coach after 30 plus years of Mike Randolph. So it's big changes at Greyhound hockey. Yeah. And I, and I think, uh, you know, as many times as, uh, as I've talked over the years and I've, uh, you know, some people criticize some people, I honestly, I really don't care. I've had so much respect for Mike Randolph uh, from the time that I played high school hockey to the time that uh, I've gotten to know him over the last couple of years. I've never been able to coach against him because the way he's ran the program, he's always played against double a teams. Um, and I've always been a, a head coach at a single a team. So um you know, now with my opportunity here at Grand Rapids being part of a double A program, uh, he's not there anymore. So I don't get to coach against him. But what I do know about uh, about that program is, is, yeah, I've got a lot of respect for Mike Randolph, uh, but he's on to a new chapter uh, down to uh, Cadetville down with St. Thomas Academy, helping out as an assistant coach. But the Greyhounds are bringing in and have brought in Steve Patosha, who, uh, like you've mentioned before, just in some of our previous conversations, is he kind of was... He was one of the guys that was uh, Mike Randolph supporter all the way through and, and then has gone on to do some coaching himself um, and is coming in and, and likely some changes are ready to be done. Um, you, you're you're going to see some things that might be similar uh, because he was obviously trained uh, from a young age uh, in the coaching world by Mike Randolph. So you might see some things the same, but expect to see things done somewhat differently with him there. And I think the community as much as they have respected and thanked Mike Randolph for his services there. I think they're they're excited for a change uh, and a turnover into uh, to Greyhound hockey. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, we'll move on to the, our last team here, the Grand Rapids Thunderhawk <laughs> Hawks, a team you know very very well, like like right here, like back of the hand. Yeah, like like the back <laughs> of the hand. Yeah. So, like you mentioned here last week, is uh, this is this is my first season on. Uh, helping with high school staff in, in Grand Rapids and I'm uh, JV coach Kyle Coop Miners and I are the JV coaches and uh, we get the opportunity to uh, to be out on the, the ice practicing right now and again with the varsity and and obviously get a chance to watch as many of the practice as we can and know the kids really well um, they're going to have uh, a, v- a very good season uh, this is speaking a little bit early and and I'm not going to say we because I want to say they uh, I, I'm going to do the best I can in these podcasts not to be biased towards Grand Rapids because we want to always be talking about area teams. Um, but I will tell you that as of right now, that, that the team that they've got put together right now um, has got a chance this year to do some special things. And, and uh, we're not going to state the obvious of what everybody's expecting because um, the one thing that I always try to say to kids is, is we, the last thing that we want to do is, is put pressure on people. Um, and the community of Grand Rapids has always got that. Uh, we need to be in the state tournament. We need to be in the state tournament. Um, how, how about this? How about these kids have a great experience, do the best thing that they possibly can is play hockey with their friends and do the right things and good things will happen. Um, and you know what? Maybe one of those good things will happen that we talk about. Maybe that, that goal, that ultimate goal will be there. Um, but one of the things I really liked last week in conversation um, just listening with Coach Chido and how he does things is uh, the pressure that gets put on these kids is can be ridiculous sometimes. Yeah. And and what he wants to tell people is this hockey isn't pressure. Hockey's fun. Yeah. Go out and play hockey. Go out and have some fun. Um, don't put pressure on these kids. Don't put pressure on themselves. Um, but going back to Grand Rapids and talking about that, that level of hockey, um, this group of seniors is a special group. Uh, we've got some players that are younger that are playing on the team as well. They're getting some opportunities, but th- this group of seniors, I coached 
uh, three or four years ago here when I first got here uh, with the Bantam AA team. And, and this senior group is, is special. You got guys like Joey Del Greco, Hayden DeMars. Um, you got defensemen like uh, Ren Merkway and um, Easton Young and Sammy Sturl, uh, just to name a few. I mean, obviously I could sit and rattle off every single one of these guys' names, but, um, but there's a special level here. Uh, this team is, is hungry to, to do something they never did uh, at the youth hockey level. Um, and, and a coaching staff that is really excited. And, and to be honest with you, I, you can mention it as much as you want um, with Section 7 AA. It's likely going to be Grand Rapids and Andover that are battling for that opportunity to play at the X. Oh, okay. Again. Okay. So, yeah, big hole to fill. Obviously, the Jack Peart yep. <laughs> with the lineup. Yep. Um, and then Gundy, I'm assuming, is the guy in nets. Yep. Uh, as of right now, yeah, it's, that's the way it looks right now is Miles is going to be the guy that's uh, likely going to be getting the most of the starts. Um, I obviously can't state that because I'm not Coach Chido, but uh, I, I do know that Miles has, has come back and has put his time in. So I, I would assume that Miles is going to be the guy that's going to get the first look. Um, yeah, so so you've got to, like you mentioned, there's a big hole to be filled uh, with Jack Peart's departure off to playing at uh, St. Cloud State, a Mr. Hockey Award winner. Um, you know, there's, there's so much you could say about Jack Peart and what he's done for Grand Rapids hockey and what he did for this team last year. And, you know, real similar scenarios go back in time uh, with players that are great players that can control the game. And, and sometimes when you get players like that, other players get mesmerized and watch. Um, not saying that that's what happened last year, because it isn't. Uh, I think the team was a great team last year, and it was just unfortunate that they didn't get a chance to go. But now this year, when you've got the absence of a second round draft pick coming from your team. Uh, everybody has to find a way to pick up the slack. Uh, and I think you're going to get more effort. I think you're going to get more push uh, from some of the guys that maybe didn't have to push as hard last year. Cause Jack was going to do a lot. There was so much that he can do. So uh, I think that this is the recipe right here. You've got an angry, uh, but dialed in and focused group of seniors that thought they should have been in the state tournament last year. They thought they deserved it. And they, and they did. Um, and they're mad. They didn't get that opportunity last year and they've got one more shot. Uh, and they're going to take every opportunity to do it, to give themselves a chance uh, to yeah. be at the XL. Great, great motivation. Need to go to sleep thinking about that every night, every night. night. And that's <laughs> the, the first conversations that came out at practice. I remember the first day of practice on Monday last week, coach Chido said every day is going to be this intense because I want us to remember every single day how bad it hurt that we lost in the game the way we lost against Andover last year. And I want you guys to think about it every single time you're out here, not because you're putting pressure on yourself, but because you missed out on it yourself and it's something you really wanted. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Anything else on GR? Nope. Okay. Just a real quick note before you wrap up here. So I'm watching BSU Beavers men's against Michigan Tech out in Bemidji. Third period last week. I think I sent you an email on this. So peculiar. Shots in the third period. Five to four. Michigan Tech. Have you wow. ever heard or seen in a Division One game? I mean, not necessarily penalty riddled either. Now, they did say, I only caught the third period, part of the third period, that Bemidji through the game had 20 block shots, but Michigan Tech only had four. But, I mean, this is, I mean, most squirt games are <laughs> 15 a period. But anyway, Pretty peculiar game, five, four shots at the now CCHA level. Yeah, isn't that something else? Uh, there's so many different X's and O's and strategies and things that people can do that can minimize 
shots on net, whether somebody is going to trap, whether somebody is, is going to do things uh, to slow the game down where shots aren't taken or people are dumping pucks in, whatever it might be. Um, I've seen it before where there's a small number of shots, but never that small of a number of <laughs> shots. combined. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty low. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. That's, it's an interesting number, but it doesn't surprise me. I know, you know, when you look at Bemidji, you know how uh, Saratori coaches the game and he's very detail oriented. He's also very defensive minded. Uh, so obviously if you're going to get your opportunities uh, to score offensive, uh, to get, pucks to the net and score goals, obviously, but they take a lot of pride defensively at BSU uh, in their D zone. It's a huge focus. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for us this week. Anything else? No, uh, it just, uh, I guess just a couple things. I, I think, um, you know, like you mentioned, there's some games that are coming down the pike here. Uh, you know, people are in the area uh, around that, that are some pretty goods that are being pretty good games that are being played. Uh, Hibbing, one of the teams we talked about is coming to Grand Rapids on uh, Saturday evening. So that's a seven o'clock varsity game, five o'clock JV game. Um, and then also a big game that you could pick up and catch on my nine sports on Tuesday will be Grand Rapids at Duluth East, which will be fun to see. Um, obviously a team we just talked about, but obviously see what Steve Patosha has been able to do within the first couple of weeks, uh, an early matchup of what used to be kind of the toe to toe matchup for the section seven double a final you know, yeah. in the past, obviously Andover stepped into to that round of, of conversation when it comes to being in the top two, top three conversation. Uh, but that'll be, these will be games to watch in the area. And if uh, you're not out and about driving, then, you know, feel free to turn on uh, um, my nine and, and you'll be able to see that. And I will be definitely be on the call with Bob Cohen after I'm done coaching the JV game, <laughs> I'll put my tie on and, and head up to uh, the booth uh, and cover the East Rapids game. Awesome. Well, best wishes. Yeah, it's exciting. Exciting to get the, uh, you know, the season started again. So thank you everyone for listening to us. Please like, subscribe, share. Some of you that are, are high school athletes, make sure you share this out and get this out to your buddies so everyone can be, uh, you know, get dialed in on our show. If you need to contact us, contact us, LLC at gmail.com. We do have our merch. Like I said, Christmas is coming. And of course, there's supply shortages everywhere, but you know, Pretty good gift, especially some, again, you high school athletes, you need to get like little gifts for some of the players. I know some coaches encourage that, you know, get a hold of us, email us, we'll get it shipped out to you. Uh, once again, thanks, bluelinebrews.com if you want to order some brews um, or just go down in the show notes, you can just click right over. Also the Rink Sports Bar and Grill, uh, Iron Range Apparel, Floor Reed Larson, I Am Puka. Get out there and be your dream. You're tuned to the Tea with Miss McGill show. A production of GOAT Sports Media, LLC.